Um, I believe the Lord wants me to speak on something else. You can. I don't know. Uh, we all hear in part. <laughs> but I've got this, uh, yeah, just this knowing. I don't know uh, where this yeah, might go or whatever. I'm just going to read John 19. Twenty-eight, John nineteen twenty-eight. See, Jesus knew that his mission was now finished, and to fulfill Scripture, he said, "I am thirsty." And a jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put it on his branch, and held it up to his lips. When Jesus tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. This might be the shortest sermon that I've done, but not. It is finished, Jesus said. In John 17, Jesus was praying and he said, Father... I have completed the work that you have set me out to do. I've glorified you by completing the work that you have set me out to do. And the song that we just sang, just, I don't know, something just touched me and I just believe the Lord said, we must just stand still with this thought. And even if it just stays a thought this morning or if we just like do something very small, it's fine. It is finished. Christ has accomplished on the cross everything that we desire for our life with Him and in Him and with God. Whatever went wrong on the day in the Garden of Eden and whatever came past after that. I'm thinking of, of scriptures where, where humanity digressed so much in the days of Noah where God told Noah, I regret the day that I made man. That is how bad things were. And then he saved Noah and his family and started over. And to jaag sy dochters met hom nonsens aan. And humanity just went on again in this thing. And once again the world was 
digressing and digressing and and every man was living for himself and every man was just looking for out for his own interests and building his own kingdom and i mean you just go and look at history at the history of man and jesus saw all of this he carried all of this i, I went on a walk with saturday morning and um I just felt like in this walk, I must just praise God for everything. Just, just let it be a walk where I, you know, lift Him up and all that. And one of the things that came out of my mouth is, sorry for the way that humanity became, <laughs> but thank you that you came to humanity and that you came and inserted yourself into the wickedness and into the, the dark and into the badness and, and into all that. You came and, and you lived among us. And, and the thought that I had is, it must have been... Have you, have you ever been just a little bit saddened by seeing someone treat someone else badly? <laughs> children, our children. They get down on each other and talk badly at each other. We like it angry and, and we, we say, how can you talk to your sister like that? And I think Jesus came into the world and he just saw like this darkness. That's not, that's not the way I created you. That's not what I had in mind when, when I spoke, when I breathed my life into you. That's not what I had in mind. And as he walked on earth, he, everywhere he went, he destroyed the works of the devil. Driving out demons, healing the sick, raising the dead. Letting the kingdom of God come. But all of that was just a, a, a manifestation or a, or a, a, a pre like a, a fresco, you know, a trailer <laughs> of what was to come. And I imagine just the burden that was on him. Hey? 2 Corinthians 5, 20, 21 says, Though he was without sin, he was perfect. Can you imagine the joy and the life, and the, 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 what you must feel like if you have never, ever had sin inside of you. Because we all know it's sin that weighs us down. And it's, it's the darkness and, and the, the weight of sin and our flesh that sort of weighs us down, and we can't live, we can't be full of joy. Now imagine the joy Jesus would, would have walked with, having no sin. <laughs> Satan can do nothing to me because he has nothing in me, he said in John 19. Imagine that. Imagine the life that was in him and, and the, the, the radiance of like, oh. <laughs> and then on the cross, everything gets put on him. All our sorrows and all our transgressions and the weight of our sin gets put on Him. 
And then he shouts out, it is finished. I took it on me. Everyone that's addicted because he can't break away from the power of the addiction and the power of the flesh, the power of sin, it is finished. I'm breaking that right now because I took it upon myself. Every corruption in every country, every corruption of the government, everything that people are just living for themselves and doing things for themselves and hurting other people, it is finished because I took it on myself. All the results of sin, illness, Blindness, depression, death, addiction, all of that, it is finished. I have accomplished what the Father has set me out to do. I have taken that from them and I have put it on myself. Though he was without sin, he became sin. He became everything that we are trying to run away from. He became everything that we are fighting so hard against. He already became it. And then the rest of the verse says, so that you and me can become the righteousness of God. So that we can become free of sin. So that we can become free of everything that's wrong in this world. So that Second Peter says, so that you can escape the corruption of this world. It is finished. And I believe that we are not experiencing that it is finished because we are deceived into believing that we still need to add to the formula. We still need to do something. We still need to work hard for our salvation. I use the scripture many times. I'm just going to say it again. Uh, Romans 6, 4 and 5. It says that, that if you have been, you have, for you have been baptized with Christ. In, oh, let's read it. Before I get my heel verkeerd quote. Know what it says, but not exactly how he says it. Eh? For we died when we were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. 
since we have been united with Him in His death, we will also be raised to life as He was. For we know that our old sinful self, selves were crucified, were crucified with Christ, so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin. Why are we still struggling and striving to live a godly life? Why are we still struggling and striving to represent God? Because we don't know who we are. We don't know what He has done. We don't know the fullness of it is finished. We don't know that Christ has come and He has completely given us new life. That is, it is too much to fathom with the brain and with the mind. That's why Paul prays, he says, I pray that you will have spiritual wisdom and understanding. That the Holy Spirit will come and reveal this to you. That He will come and reveal to you what it means to be a new creation. What it means to be full of God. When Jesus said it is finished, He said, I'm taking away your fleshliness. I'm taking away your selfishness. I'm taking away your subhumanity, I'm going to call it. <laughs> and I'm giving you the ability and everything you need to live like me. If, if I were to ask for us to put up our hands and say, who of us believes that you have the ability, you have everything you need to live like Jesus? Who would put up their hands? Very few. Okay, let's look at this then. Second Peter 1, 3. By His divine power, God has given us everything we need. For living a godly life. We have received all of this. By coming to know Him. By accepting Him as our Lord and Savior. That's how you receive it. By becoming one with Him. By coming into Him. And Him in you. Jesus says, He explains this thing. He says, this is going to come. He says, unless you are engrafted into me in, in John 17. Unless you become one with me and my life flows out of you. And you will start bearing my fruit. And you will glorify the Father. By coming to know Him. The one who called us to Himself. By means of His marvelous glory and excellence. 
And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. And these are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature. Enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. What Jesus had in His heart and His mind when He said it was finished. See, at last, I can have a people again. That are the way that I desire them to be. That are the way that I created them to be. That love the way I love. Loves the way I love. That serves the way I serve. That is selfless the way I'm selfless. That expands my kingdom wherever they go with the way I did That glorifies me by being the radiance of who I am. At last, I've done all this. When Jesus said, it is finished, He said, at last, I can come to the Father and I can present to Him a bride that is holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Jesus did not say it is finished in hope. <laughs> he did not hope it would be like that. He did, not, he did not say, now I hope these guys will get their act together. He has done it. It is done. <laughs> it's done. It's like, it's like me wanting a bicycle and my father giving me a bicycle and then I still go every single day and I wish for my bicycle. It is done. I think our question today is this, is like, will we start living according to what Christ has already done. Will we start living free from the corruption of the sinful nature? Because we have the ability, we have the choice, we have, the, we have got everything we need. Everything. If, if there's something that grieves me a lot <laughs> is when people have a, a victim, victim mentality. When people like, I, I can't help myself or it wasn't my fault kind of thing. Do you know what? Whose fault it isn't? The ones who haven't been saved yet. <laughs> 
they are still under the power of and dominion of their flesh and of their sin and of sinfulness and of the enemy. They have an excuse. If you are in Christ, we don't have an excuse anymore. We can't say, I can't help myself. Because the word promises that no man will be tempted above what he can resist. So I think we should possibly also start taking ownership. And saying, I'm letting you down, Lord. I'm not living according to what you have given your life for me to live. But I thank you that you are, you have given me <laughs> everything I need. Maybe it's time we start practicing and acting in the opposite spirit. If, if, that thing comes that wants us to get angry or that wants us to, you know, act differently. If someone angers you, you go give them a hug. <laughs> the enemy will flee from you. If he starts tempting you to sin and you go do the opposite, he will flee from you. He will leave you alone. It is finished. You have received everything you need. You have received everything. Amen. Yeah. I weet nie hoeveel nachtmal goed aan die oor is nie, man. I want to invite you when we break for tea that you go and you take the, the bread and the wine and that you you proclaim over your life that it is finished. I will no longer walk according to the lusts of the flesh, the desires and the corruption of the flesh. Because Christ has given me ability and victory over all these things. He has given me holiness. He has made me holy. And I want to encourage you <laughs> that this week we'll then send out verses about this specific thing. What the Lord has done for you and in you, who and who you are. And I think soul care will have much to do with that as well. All right. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. Thank you for your son. Thank you that you did not leave us behind. Thank you that you did not leave us and let us go. So that we can be taught a lesson by our own actions and Thank you that you came into darkness, Jesus, the light of the world. And that you came to bring us out of it. That you have transferred us out of darkness into the kingdom 
of yourself, Lord, into your kingdom, your, yes, your marvelous son, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you that we have become holy and blameless beyond reproach in your eyes. Thank you that we have the ability, we have everything we need for living a godly life and sharing your divine nature. How exciting is that? To know that we can love like you and be like you and be selfless like you and think like you and have wisdom like you and be able to navigate life the way that you would. Oh, thank you, Lord. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you give us the revelation in our hearts of who we are in you. Do you give us the grace to walk in that and to live in that? Through you and in you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Amen.